0: Resolutions and a new year seem to go hand in hand. We love to think about what we will do differently. Maybe we want to lose 20 pounds in the new year. Maybe we want to learn to snow ski. Maybe we want to learn to speak Spanish. Perhaps we want to be more patient. Maybe we want to learn how to play the ukulele. A new year is a good point to make new decisions about our future. It's a time of sending out the old and bringing in the new. In Rome, Italy, some people have the curious habit of throwing something out the window on New Year's Eve. You have to watch out if you're walking down the street at midnight because you might be hit by an old computer coming out the window. I'm glad that this will not happen tonight as people are walking along West Cary Street. One pastor wrote of his experience of a New Year's Eve in Rome. It's actually incredible. They throw out old radios, old televisions, old clothes right at midnight. I put my head out the window of the hotel and I've never seen anything like it. The old stuff coming out of the windows down with the old was the idea. The pastor continues how wonderful it would be to take every worn out idea and throw it out at midnight on New Year's Eve. What a relief to get rid of every old resentment. What healthy mindedness would result if we were to take every old fear that has been held for so long and dispose of it. How great it would be to get rid of old prejudices, old notions, old ways of doing things. Making one more application, the pastor concludes, a new year is a good time to tell the Lord, I want to be a new person. Today, I want to have you guide me through a new adventure in Christian living. So, friends... Now is the time to become a new person. Today, New Year's Eve, is a grand time to ask God to give you a new adventure in Christian living. When I was a child, time seemed to drag along. My parents, on the other hand, could not understand. To them, the years were flying by. I used to beg my mother to come up with something for me to do. And then she would say, get the Electrolux and vacuum the living room. (laughs) And my little 10-year-old brain went, something else. (laughs) I thought everything was dragging so slow, but now that I'm 68 years of age, I'm with them. It seems that we just started 2023 and now we're going into 2024. Time seems to pass so quickly. Where has time gone? I ran across this poem, the author of which is unknown, said yesterday to tomorrow, when I was young like you, I too was fond of boasting of all I meant to do. But while I fell a-dreaming along the pleasant way, before I scarcely knew it, I found I was today. And as today, so quickly, my little course did run, I had no time to finish when half the things begun. Would I could try it over, but I can ne'er go back. A yesterday forever, I now must be alack. And so, my good tomorrow, if you would make a name that history shall cherish upon the roll of fame, be all prepared and ready your noblest part to play in those few fleeting hours when you shall be today. A new year is really a good time for reflecting on the past and making good decisions about the future. And our God holds the key to our future. So it is wise for us to look into God's word for directives that can help us with our lives Colossians 3 is filled with directives for God's people, God's chosen. uh, Paul in Colossians 3 calls us the chosen. It echoes uh, again in 1 Peter chapter 2 where it says that we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, that we may declare the wonderful deeds of him who called us out of darkness into God's marvelous light. Colossians 3 calls us God's chosen ones and it provides directives, God-given commands that we can follow to make strong, attainable resolutions for this new year. Listen to the commands. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. In these days of returning clothes to Kohl's or Amazon that didn't fit or that we didn't really like, and we waited till everybody got out of the house before we ran to Kohl's real quick, this text tells us that we should really clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, Humility, meekness, and patience. That should be our clothing. I was doing premarital counseling with a young couple one day, and we stepped through six of the more uh issue, the, the, the issues that couples face. These are six that I use in that section of premarital counseling. We look at how differences and conflicts get dealt with. We look at family, at friends, at finances, at sex and affection, and at commitments. This portion of the premarital counseling usually takes about an hour and a half. And with this couple, we got stuck on the issue of family. The bride shared about her family and how close they were. The groom then shared about his family, his mother, didn't really like his bride-to-be. And she said, yeah, that's true. I sense that his mother was codependent and jealous. Perhaps in his mother's mind, the upcoming marriage was taking her little boy away from her. Sometimes a parent gets confused about their identity when their role as parent includes a new role as parent-in-law with a brand new person whom they really don't know yet. So the issue of family took a while. And then I asked how many grandparents would be at the wedding. And I had my little wedding worksheet. Roger, we used those, you know, just set, had it there ready to go. And the, the bride said, I have two grandparents who will be there. The groom then said, I'll have two, maybe three but then he, he had only met his father's mother once in his life. And it, he wasn't sure if his aunt on his father's side would attend because something happened 30 years ago when the grandmother and the grandfather had disowned their daughter. It may have been that she missed a wedding to go to the beach with her friends and she was supposed to be at the wedding and that embarrassed them. He didn't really know, but the groom said his, fa- his own father didn't know his own sister because if the dad had tried to maintain a relationship with her, he too would have been disowned by his parents. Needless to say, this counseling session was taking a while. <laughs> the couple's session got to the two-hour point and we were still on family. We had all the other issues to go. Four more. So we set an additional session and I was absolutely drained because of the unwillingness to forgive that was so strong within the groom's family system. Paul, the apostle, says to the church at Colossae and to us, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must forgive. And verse 14 gives us more spiritual clothing, as Paul writes, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. What a new year this would be if the year was one of perfect harmony because we chose to really follow God's command to love unselfishly and forgive boldly. There are more loving commands in Colossians 3, which I would encourage each of us to prayerfully study before we go to bed tonight. Take a break from watching the entertainment from Times Square or texting or checking TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram. I would have said Facebook, but that's not the younger generation. I look at Facebook. Okay. So let the resolutions of the chosen be your resolutions. What would it look like if that happened, if we let love bind everything together in perfect harmony? Our world would see it in us. I remember um, one of the classes we took at Union Seminary years ago was in the uh, Peace and Justice Seminar with Charlie Sweezy. And he had us read John Howard Yoder's book, Christian Witness to the State, in which Yoder says that Christians have to interpret some of these principles, like Colossians 3, into middle axioms that the world will get. Well, sometimes, particularly among some of our songwriters in the world, I see them including images of love binding everything together in perfect harmony and those songs often become our own heart songs resonating deep within us and within our community and sometimes they last for generations. Like the song You've Got a Friend written by Carole King in 1971 and popularized by James Taylor that same year. It's a 52 year old song But even at a middle school conference at Massanetta, when we start that song, the middle schoolers know it. And it's just been sort of cool that it's been passed down through the generations. Why? Well, I want you to listen or join me in singing that song and keep these Colossians 3 resolutions in your mind. down and troubled, and you need some love and care, and nothing, oh nothing is going wrong. Close your eyes and think of me, and soon I will be there to brighten Even your darkest night You just call out my name And you know wherever I am I'll come running To see you again Winter, spring, summer, or fall Call, And I'll be there, yeah, yeah, yeah You've got a friend If the sky above you Should grow dark and full of clouds And that old north wind should begin to blow your head together and call my name out loud now and soon I'll be knocking upon your door you just call out my name and you know wherever I am I'll come running Summer or fall, all you gotta do is call, and I'll be there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, ain't it good to know you got a friend when people can be so cold? They'll hurt you and desert you, and take your soul if you let them. Oh, but don't you let them call out my name And you know wherever I am I'll come running To see you again Winter, spring, summer or fall All you gotta do is call And I'll be there Yeah, yeah, yeah You got a friend Let's pray. God, in this new year, help us to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And above all, above all, help us to clothe ourselves with love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Amen.